the bottom line is people need to connect. And that's why um, the second part of the, the journey to asking is the ask others part. And, you know, honestly, it's so important to us to help people overcome these roadblocks, Alex, because we need to be one another's greatest resource. And that can happen, but it can only happen if we learn to ask again and rekindle our asking ability. Welcome to Screw It, Just Do It, the number one ranked entrepreneurship podcast for business owners, entrepreneurs, and those aspiring to be so. The aim of this show is to showcase the world's most inspiring and interesting people who've decided to screw it, just do it. We offer 20% inspiration and 80% education, giving you the tools and advice to start, grow, and scale a successful business. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell, fellow entrepreneur, podcast agency owner with a number one podcast and startup advisor to global startup generator and early stage VC, Antler. Each week, I release two episodes, a Q&A every Wednesday with one of the world's most inspiring figures, plus a solo episode every Saturday where I cover the challenges that all of us are facing as entrepreneurs. Welcome to episode 282 of Screw It, Just Do It with me, Alex, and my very special guests this week, Mark Victor Hansen and Crystal Dwyer Hansen. They are the authors of Ask, the bridge from your dreams to your destiny. Now, this, honestly, I never thought 11 years ago when I was reading the One Minute Millionaire book and then Chicken Soup for the Soul shortly afterwards, never thought that I would get the opportunity to interview the author of that book, the author who's gone on to sell over half a billion books across the world, more than J.K. Rowling. Um, I never thought I'd get the opportunity to chat to him about his wildly successful book series and the pleasure of speaking to his wife as well. But look, the way to launch a book normally is doing a book tour in different countries, signings in bookstores like Waterstones in the UK, for example. But what's happened in 2020? You know, podcasts are a great platform to launch books, to do a book tour. So Mark and Crystal jumped on a Zoom call with me from their home in Scottsdale in Arizona in the US. And we chatted about this brand new book, The Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. As I say, Mark is the co-author of the wildly successful Chicken Soup for the Soul series and the One Minute Millionaire series and dozens and dozens of others. And his wife, Crystal is an entrepreneur and business strategist in her own right as well. And this book is a self-help journey about learning the art and the science of asking questions and how it can completely and utterly transform your life. With all the challenges we face, you know, we, we often give up on those dreams. Whereas, you know, this book opens a door to try and rekindle those dreams and, and actively pursue them using a simple tool that everybody is going to have at their disposal. So I'm super excited for this, as you can you can no doubt tell. I never thought I'd have the opportunity uh, to chat to, to Mark. So 
Look, there's a bunch of things we talk about here. I could have chatted to both of them for hours and hours and hours. Um, but I had the pleasure of over an hour in their company and we chatted amongst other things about learning to focus, something I really struggle with, you know, that balance between working at home, working in the office, um, family balance, you know, everybody living under the same roof and working under the same roof for a certain period of time this year and who knows what's happening in the future. So learning to focus and trying to stick with a schedule that gets things done is vitally important. And asking a question, the what, the when, the where, the why, and the how of things, that is the key to finding out what you're looking for, that it's important to retain the ability of being curious as you move through life. Just as children are, it's so important that we try and keep some of that curiosity. And also looking at the channels in which we need to learn to ask. Um, You're asking yourself, asking others, and asking God or the universe, whatever you believe in. And as you'd expect, you know, a positive mindset is needed to succeed in life. There aren't many, I think, who Well, I don't think you can succeed without having a positive mindset or only for a very short period of time and eventually, surely it will catch up on you. So look, you are a magnet to what you are thinking, what you are saying and what your beliefs are. I have no doubt about that. And as I say, it gives me great pleasure to say, screw it, just do it. Mark and Crystal Hansen. Before we start, I want to give a mention to Draper Esprit, a publicly listed VC fund that invests in high growth European tech companies with global ambitions. Their portfolio includes companies like Revolut, UiPath, Kazoo, Graphcore, Trustpilot, Isi, Revelin, Aircore, and many, many other top European tech companies. Draper Esprit writes checks of 5 to 50 million US dollars, and they focus on sectors like consumer, fintech, health tech, deep tech, enterprise, and SaaS. Their investment team has an incredible depth of experience, both as operators and investors, that helps businesses scale globally. If that sounds like the sort of investor you want to work with, get in touch with them at draperesprit.com. That's D-R-A-P-E-R-E-S-P-R-I-T dot com. Make the future, make it better, make it happen. I am joined by, wait for it, Mark Victor Hansen and Crystal Dwyer Hansen. And we're here to talk about their brand new book, which is called Ask, The Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. So uh, good afternoon to you both. Thank you so much for joining us here on this platform. It's our delight to be here. Thanks, Alex. So happy to be with you. Thank you very much. So for those of you who have been with us uh, since March with the Festival of Enterprise, um, welcome. Those of you joining us for the first time, I extend that welcome to you. And if you've read about this webinar, clearly that's why you're here. Um, but just to give you a little bit more background, so Mark, um, I was going to say, is probably best known as the co-author for the Chicken Soup for the Soul book series and brand, setting world records in book sales with over 500 million books sold. Um, he's also a prolific writer with 307 books authored or co-authored. Um, and also, which I didn't know, um, spoken to 7,000 audiences in 78 countries. Is that right? It's been a delight to travel literally around the world. Now we've uh, even added two more to that. So. 
Uh, wow. It's, it's really exciting. We have a very good life, 80 countries, half billion books sold, and I've written 309 different books. So, And now Crystal and I have got this little book out called Ask, The Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. And if you don't mind my being a little bit hypey, I'd say that we got lightning in a bottle for a second time based on the wondrous reception we're getting that it's transforming lives like that. That's awesome. Um, and, and Crystal, um, you, again, you've got many strings to your bow, but you know, business strategist, successful entrepreneur yourself, speaker as well, and author, um, and a celebrity coach. So um, where do you get the time to do what you do, both of you? Oh, boy, learning to focus. You know, we kind yeah. of have pockets of time and we try to stay really true to our schedule, you know, podcasting time and creative track time and product creation and coaching. So, yeah, it's tricky, but you know what? We're never bored. And just one <laughs> other thing she didn't mention is that we've got five kids and six grandkids and we do spend time with them and have a magnificent life. That's awesome. And I can see, um, you know, looking at both of your um, social media channels as well, that uh, you enjoy to travel. Um, so how's, how's lockdown been for you both? Because I said to you earlier, last place I went to before lockdown was San Francisco in the US. And we're very lucky to have just gotten away, uh, my family and I, to Greece. We just got back a week ago. Um, but we were meant to go to France, and then the UK introduced quarantine to France, so we quickly had to change our plans, switch countries. But how about you both? Have you, have you both been in the US for, for, the, for the last four, five, six months now? Yes. Yeah, It's that actually probably has been the most challenging part for us, honestly, because we have uh, our offices, respective offices, in our home already. We love working out of our homes. So we were used to that. But, you know, mm -hmm. we're used to go going and connecting with the world. And we had scheduled a lot of live events upon the release of our book. And our book mm. was really smack dab in the middle of COVID, you know, April 28th, it came out. But, you know, the other side of that is we're really thankful for podcasts because this is our way of reaching the world. And uh, we can hardly wait to get back, though, because we feel like the whole world is our home, you know. I bet. And, and where would be, for, for both of you, the, the first place that you'd like to, to go to? Oh, good question. I want to go back to Florence. We love Florence. Uh, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. But we had a great time. and We've had a great time everywhere. Like, I wrote a book called One Minute Millionaire for entrepreneurs. And I say, look, there's a million ways to make a million. One right, perfect, easy, acceptable way. And that's the number one book in Vietnam right now, where we've been twice in the last two years, which is why... You know, when we were in Vietnam, we went to other Asian countries. And that's why our number went up to 80. But it is astounding to us how exciting this is. Everything, the podcast, like already we've talked, we're talking to you in Europe and we've talked to India this morning and just go, you know, we <laughs> probably be able to go to as many people, as many places without podcasts. And you're one of the master maestros and you've interviewed everybody that's done everything in podcasting. So Congratulations <laughs> to you, Alex. We're just, we're hats off. Appreciate it. And um, I, I'm sure I'm not the first person to say this and I won't be the last, but actually the, the first ever, I would say, entrepreneurial slash self-help book that I read was actually The One Minute Millionaire, not Chicken Soup, like a lot of people probably tell you. So I left Virgin Atlantic where my wife and I both worked. So hence our love of travel comes from. We, we met on a flight to LA, funnily enough. And... Um, we left 11 years ago during the last recession. In fact, 11 years ago 
today, which is really bizarre. Again, speaking to you as I'm speaking to you now, but a little Facebook memory popped up and this was the day. Um, and that was the first book I ever read, literally. And I don't know how I was introduced to it, where I saw it, but that was the first book that set me off on this entrepreneurial journey. So thank you. Well, forgive me for waxing on, but first of all, thank you for reading it, as did millions of others. And my goal, as you know, in the first of the book was create a million millionaires, which is a trillion. And it seemed to me, because it was coming out of 2008, that the economy was going to crash. And it was mm -hmm. up to the entrepreneur. And as you know, I define entrepreneur as somebody who takes uh, a problem, solves it at a vast profit and, and, and in a good ethical, moral way. And it is amazing that I've been on all these podcasts everywhere around the world, Australia and Vietnam, we were on with 10 million people. And every one of the people have all read my books. And I'm just going, <laughs> God. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was saying, you know, you know, I'm sure you've been asked this before, but can you actually contemplate the, you know, the impact that those books have had? And I kind of relate this to um, a story I had last year. I was hosting Ted Baker, founder Ray Kelvin, for an event. And uh, a friend of ours, or I should say the son of a friend of ours, was the DJ on Necker Island where, where Richard lives. Like, you know, dream job for any 24-year-old single guy, Necker Island, playing all the records every night. And I said, Richard and Ray know each other. I don't suppose there's any chance you could get Richard to ask the first question for my event and I'll beam it up on the screen so Ray can answer the question. He said, oh, Richard's actually sat here with me now. You can ask him the question yourself. And I was kind of like, whoa. And he turned around and, and there's Richard. And my friend Ben told him the story and said, oh, by the way, Alex and Carly met each other working for your airline on a flight to LA. They now got married. They've got two children. And it's all thanks to you. And I kind of relate that to you. You know, can you get your head around the impact that you, you must have had on people's lives? I mean, I can't even contemplate. It's very touching. And because you just brought up Richard Branson, who we think the world of and have been with multiple times, but when we went to Necker Island, he said hello to me and shook my hand, and he wouldn't stop hugging my wife. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> such, you know what? He's such a good guy. We had we had so much fun at Necker. I mean, it's just a, it's a really special experience to hang out with him and you know mm -hmm. talk about the problems of the world and so how to solve them. And yeah, he's he's such a good guy. We've enjoyed every minute we've spent with him. That's awesome. Um, and. T tell us how this book came about then for, you know, what was your motivation? Um, what keeps you going? What gets you out of bed every day to actually still want to, um, you know, share your knowledge and, and teach people, both of you, um, you know, the learnings that you've gotten over the years. Alex, like we said, we've traveled around the world. We've met great people that are wonderful, sophisticated, educated, personable, but the one thing we discovered in our own lives that changes the whole world and makes it from a little success to vast success is one thing, and that is why we wrote the book Ask. Ask, the bridge from your dreams to your destiny. What we discovered is that everyone, as far as we're concerned, has a great destiny, but they're afraid to ask. They've been shut down as kids, shut down in school, shut down at business, and, and maybe even church or temple, synagogue, or ask. I asked around the mm -hmm. mosque, but what we're saying is, look, we're waking people up to asking and becoming master askers. And, you know, obviously you with your podcast are a master, obviously Richard Branson's a master. And so we wrote everything we knew about asking. And then we did all the research from Cambridge and Harvard and Stanford at all 
And then we interviewed the 26 best askers in the world. Amazing. And um, clear, clear, clearly I must have been asking the right questions at some point in my life to be able to be in a, in a place to interview you guys. So um, <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? And, and what, do you, what do you think stops people? You say, which I find really interesting, again, like kids being shut down in school, because I always remember... Um, my eldest daughter, who's who's 13, you know, coming back and saying, or the, the teacher's telling her that she's asking too many questions and she should be quiet and listen. And I just thought, no, I think question everything, you know, is my attitude. And probably the teacher doesn't want me to hear that because if you've got 30 kids in a class all saying the same thing, that's difficult. But, um, yeah, maybe you could expand on that a little bit for me. Right. So, you know, as children, we're all born with this amazing ability, this natural ability to ask. Um, You know, we want to know everything. We want to know who, what, when, where, why, how. And we also want to ask for more, 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 more. Right. And that's natural. That's human spirit trying to evolve and learn. That's what we're here for. But like Mark was saying over time, you know, and what you just mentioned, Alex, you know, whether it's in school or jobs, you're told to, you know, zip it up, stop asking so many questions or only, you know, listen to what you're told, just do it. And, or just basic life rejection, you know, it happens to all of us. So we start to get that ability, that natural, beautiful curiosity and ability to ask just crushed out of us. And so many people are shut down when they're asking dirty. And like Mark said, you know, the people we meet, we see all the time, like they have more talent ability they'll then lose and use in four lifetimes, but they're not, they're not achieving their potential. And we're like, what is that thing? And that thing is you've had the, the ability to ask crushed out of you. You need to get in touch with that again and, and rekindle that beautiful curiosity. And we identified the seven roadblocks to asking. And what we found is Every single person at least has one, if not more, of those roadblocks that prevents them for asking for what they want, for being curious enough to ask the right questions, to reach out into life and ask, ask, ask until you find exactly what you're looking for. Mm, I think I think that's key. I, I agree with you. You know, the, the ability to stay curious, um, and I'll kind of re, you know relate this to an example as well. So I'm. I'm um, I'm co-host of another podcast, which is called Not Just Crew, which is the cabin crew. And obviously the travel industry, as we alluded to earlier, taken a massive hit. And you've got all of these people losing their jobs at the moment, being furloughed, et cetera. And I'm you know, seeing so many people in this, in this group we've got. And we're getting 300 people a week joining this group nonstop. It's, it's going absolutely crazy. And it's I'm breaking my heart to see some of the posts from people who've been you know, in their job in that travel industry for 20, 30 40 years and they say I don't know what to do anymore I don't know what what I'm meant to do I don't have any other skills and you're just like clearly you're not asking the right questions you know if not within yourself but maybe to those around you so exactly why we wrote the book ask because we're saying you know Socrates says the unexamined life is not worth living but we're saying if you'll look at our little book and go through it and ask yourself the question and then do it with your spouse or significant other or your intellectual sparring partner, let's say. And let's let's just take the airline business, which, as I said a minute ago, in Australia, they've hired me to help get the 8,000 people that just got fired at, at uh, all the airlines in Australia to get back to work. But the way they get back to work is they got to become entrepreneurs. They've got to learn on their own. 
to ask, what is the problem I can solve right now for a problem, a solution? And let me just give an example. One of the guys we interviewed in the book, it's my favorite, one of my favorite stories is Jim Stovall. He's going to be a, a superstar football player at 19. He goes to the medical. He gets recruited by our natural football league. And the doctor says, look, kid, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you're going to go totally, absolutely blind in six months. You'll never see again. Well, that crushes his spirit, his heart, his soul. He's locked in a little nine by 12 room with a telephone, a television, and a radio and complaining. And it becomes his own echo chamber. And his parents say, go to the blind meeting. He fortuitously sits next to a woman who's a blind stenographer. And he said, I used to love to see people throw a right hook and see action in movies. Somebody ought to do something. She asked the profound question that we all got to ask during this lockdown. Wait a second. We're somebody. What can we do? They created Alex Narrative TV that now has 14 million people paying $10 a month to watch it. So they made a fortune. But wow. then he wrote a great book called The Ultimate Gift. And I wrote the forward in the back and said, this has got to be a movie. It's the clearest book I've read in a long time. And it's a great book. And he made $100 million with the movie. When we interviewed him, he said, I now write books that I can't see. And I make movies that I can't watch. All the people that are in their pity party will stay in a pity party, as far as I'm concerned, unless they get my book asked and buddy up with somebody. Two people together at the par 11 and start asking the question so they reveal who they're supposed to be. What we're saying is, look, the world has been, eight billion of us have been put in this cocoon. And while you're in the cocoon, you're supposed to grow and develop so you can end up emerging like on the One Minute Millionaire, our, sim, our corporate symbol, mm -hmm. the high-flying butterfly. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's such a powerful story, isn't it? And, you know, when in the group that I mentioned, I was really surprised. I thought everybody would just want to go and get another job. But when we were asking people and doing polls and stuff, actually 50% of them, it's pretty much a 50-50 split, 50% of them actually wanted to find out how to become an entrepreneur, how to solve a problem, how to start a business. And I thought a lot of that probably comes from, you know, traveling, having your eyes opened, meeting other people from all supplies that you do, as you, you guys know, from traveling as well. Right. That's why this journey is so important. And what, what Mark and I say is that there are three channels through which we need to learn to ask. And those are ask yourself, ask others, and ask God. And each of those channels, Alex, is equally important. It's not all just about running out and asking people for things, you know. It's really about, it really starts with the asking yourself part. That's that reflective journey where you take that quiet time with yourself and figure out, you know, we say there are like three critical phases to asking yourself. And those are phase number one, where am I now? Because we don't often stop and, and do this self-examination, self-reflection. Where am I right now? Because you don't, you'll never figure out where to go unless you really come to terms with where you are now and all the little questions that go under that. Was I really happy doing what I was doing? Is there something inside of me that's waiting to come out that I've never expressed? You know, all these little sub-questions that come out out under where am I now the second critical phase is where do I want to be you know so few people plan their lives this way um, by getting in touch with their dreams right so maybe it's time to sit with yourself and say where do I really want to be in my perfect world of success and happiness what does that look like what am I doing you know who am I talking to how am I expressing myself and then let me just talk the third critical phase is 
what specific action do I need to take to get there? That's important. Perfect. Yeah, no, that, that's great. And the difficulty is, isn't it, that so many people that I've seen and hear are just looking at grabbing the first thing that comes along because there's that, again, I think it comes from a place of fear or anxiety, doesn't it? Because, again, I try and not watch a lot of the news at the moment because um, it's so negative, you know, but people, instead of actually taking the time, as you're saying, to actually reflect now and go, actually, what is it I've always wanted to do with my life? What can I do? What was I born to do? And, you know, doing it instead of just grabbing the first thing that comes along. Because for the next thing you know, you're three years into the next thing. And again, your dreams are being crushed. Tough. Right. So, exactly. So what we're saying is, hey, look, the seven roadblocks that are, are exactly what you're saying is one is fear. False evidence appearing is real. One is a sense of self-unworthiness, right? You just don't feel good about yourself. And one is pattern paralysis. One is excuseology. One is is uh, disconnection. You know, and right now a lot of people are disconnected. And what you said, I want to hit on two parts. One is we're asking everyone to shut off the negative news. No more than 15 minutes a day. You don't need to know every particle of every bad thing that's happening in the world. It won't help you. And the second part to that is exactly what we're doing. Plug into some positive, uplifting podcast or read positive books, listen to positive audios, all of which I've spent, you know, 44 years creating. And my wife and I have created all this great stuff for you. You can go to either of our websites and get some free stuff, even at markvictorhanson.com or Crystal Dwyer. CrystalVisionLife.com. <laughs> I keep using her name. Anyhow, um, we want more. We want everyone to break out of this shell, right? Because a lot of people are still pretending like they're a caterpillar. But we're in a cocoon, ladies and gentlemen. And some of those jobs that you talked to two questions ago, Alex, mm -hmm. I, look, I, we want the travel industry back. We love to travel. Our goal is to travel to all 228 countries. So we're very keen on it. But the cruise lines and the airlines are in trouble. And the hotels, we think, probably at least until middle of 2021, if not to the end of 2021. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, similar thoughts here, I think, um, and events, you know, again, obviously you guys go and speak all over the world as well. Um, how, how has that changed things for you? Because as you mentioned, podcasts have, have been great in that regard, but how much, um, how different is it? Because I, I find this, the, the you obviously connect with some people more than you connect with others, but what I'm trying to talk about is, is like the difference in the energy that you'd get from a live audience where you could just, you know, look somebody in the eye and you don't even have to say anything. You just know, don't you? And you can feed off that energy. I can see about, you know, obviously positive high energy people. What are your thoughts on that? You know, there is nothing like being live with people. I mean, human beings, we are meant to be in each, each other's presence and space. And there is, I we believe, a, a literal energetic thing that happens, a chemical thing that happens between human beings. And it's very important. It's, it's so important for us to be able to have that. And, um, you know, we just have experienced so many transformations, like people that we've connected with, taught, you know, um, in our leadership seminars, they're, they're life-changing because we're, we're really affecting each other in a positive way. So um, it, it doesn't compare, and we miss it a lot. I mean, being in each other's presence, you can really do some deep, deep work with people, mm -hmm. and uh, everyone comes away so much better. But at the same time, again, we're thankful for this. I mean, it's yeah. better than not being able to connect. But, boy, we can hardly wait 
for the day when we can all just, you know, be free to go and gather and not be afraid of each other. I just, I think for me, like I just, the, the mask thing, I'm, we're totally willing to do it. Everybody's wearing their mask, but it just bothers me not to see people's beautiful smiles and for these beautiful human faces to be anonymous. You know, I, I in fact, we got the, the see-through plexiglass ones or whatever they are, because, you know, I want to see Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. It was interesting. I interviewed um, a lady called Maria Hatzis-Stefanis, who's um, founder and CEO of uh, Rodial, which is a $100 million beauty company. And she, and she was saying the sales of eye makeup is through the roof. And you're like, it doesn't take a genius to work that out, does it? Because you think if you can't see somebody smile, how can you express things to people? And people are trying to highlight their eyes and things like that. You're like, that's really interesting. <laughs> well, by the way, just as a quick, because that's why I love looking at all the podcasts you've done, and I plan on listening to most of them. And that, I want to do two points there. One is, it'd be nice if you've done a podcast that says all the people that make it because of eye makeup. I'd love to know which podcast I should listen to. So send me an email back if you do it. And number two, because I, I, I love business. And number two is that Americans, I don't know what's happening in Europe, but the average American is listening to seven and a half hours a week of podcasts. Yeah, and it's it, it's totally changing. We're thinking, and I love your opinion because you're the godfather of it in Europe. Is it? I think people are shutting off all that negative news and, and switching to podcasts, which I'm defining as podcasting is a new television and radio of 1950s, which I'm a little older than you probably. So the, you know, you didn't see it birth, but at seven years old, we got the first television in my whole neighborhood. Everybody came to my house to watch TV. My dad somehow sprung for a TV. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's literally, um, you know, exploded like here, um, like Acast, who are like the, the biggest platform in the world for for podcasts. Um, they did a little survey and it was like pre-middle March through to like the, the middle of May. And in the UK, for example, it had gone up over 20% uh, listening to podcasts. Um, and I think, again, people are just plugging into that, you know, positive messages that you, you get from a podcast and you do form that intimate relationship with somebody. You've literally just got somebody's voice between your ears, haven't you? Literally in your head if you if you're wearing earphones or, or headphones compared to compared to watching the news. And um I was looking at all of the countries have gone up like Italy's up twenty two percent, France was up thirty something percent as well, people listening to podcasts. So um it's great. I mean I started off in radio, you know, got 30 years ago at the BBC here so I kind of feel I've come full circle and it's just a different name now it's podcast instead of radio but it's it's the same medium at the end of the day you know yeah that's exactly right and and the bottom line is people need to connect and that's why um the second part of the the journey to asking is the ask others part and you know honestly it's so important to us to help people overcome these roadblocks Alex because we need to be one another's greatest resource. And that can happen, but it can only happen if we learn to ask again and rekindle our asking ability. We just have so many beautiful stories in the book about people who you know, were scared to ask and it was hard, but they did it. And these amazing outcomes because nothing happens unless you learn to ask. And, um, I would love to tell a story about that, if that's okay. There's, there's a book, yeah, her name's Lynn Marquis, and she went into the nonprofit space right out of college. 
And um, she was super excited about it. She put together this amazing um, camp for disadvantaged children. And it was quite expensive because it was a long camp over the summer. These parents don't have any place to put their children. So she went out and started, you know, getting funding and finally was able to uh, get an appointment with the, the richest woman in her city who happened to control a large family trust. And so um, the day she showed up in that woman's office, she was so scared. She said, I was visibly shaking. I was quivering. And the woman approached me and she goes, I was almost stuttering. And she goes, there was no hiding it. So I just said, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm really nervous to be with you right now because I have so much respect for you and everything you're doing. I'm just really excited about this appointment. So the woman, of course, put her at ease and they sat down together and started talking about it. And she said, you know, tell me about what you put together for these children. She said, you know, it's, it's one of the greatest camps um, available to kids and, and they deserve this and all of these wonderful things that are going to happen. Um, but she said it's quite expensive. And uh, the woman asked, well, how much are you asking for? And she said, well, I'm asking for, and she started stuttering again. She goes, for $5,000, because that's what it costs to put one child through the camp. And the woman said, okay, and how many children are there total? And she said, uh, uh, like 285. And the woman said, well, I'd like to fund all of the children. And she was so floored. She said, she said, so the woman asked, how much would that be? And she goes, I don't know. Do you have a calculator? <laughs> so, you know, the point is we're all afraid to ask. Sometimes it's scary, but we have to learn to identify our roadblocks and then just move forward. Sometimes we just have to step on our fear and crush it with some courage because you never know what answer is waiting for you. And it's so easy just to hold back and say, oh, no, you know, I don't think that's going to work out well or I doubt it, or all these things that we have listed in the roadblocks. But if you can overcome those truly and reach out to other people as a resource, you will find magic happen. There is someone waiting out there to be your grantor of wishes. I mean, we have a section in the book called Become a Grantor of Wishes. And we talk about how wonderful that is to be mm -hmm. on the giving end of someone's request. That's a beautiful thing for a human being. It's wonderful. Like this woman who won, wanted to grant that wish, but you'll never experience that in, unless you learn to ask. Absolutely, and I, I you know, I, the last couple of years has been, you know, life changing for me. And I just kind of frame everything now with uh, at the end, you know, at the end of the day, if it, if it's not going to kill me, why don't I at least try it? What is the worst thing that can happen? You know, if it's going to kill me, clearly I'm not going to try it. But you know, ninety nine point nine nine other percent of things in life are not going to kill you. And I try to instill that in my children and. I don't know how much of it goes in, but we'll carry on. Oh, I love that. Well, back when I went bankrupt in 1974, luckily I'd asked, I'd asked, what do I want to do? And I said, back to your question, I want to be a speaker that care, talks to people that care about things that matter, that would make a life-changing difference. I asked somebody and he taught me how to do the business. And then all of a sudden people said, they started asking me, do you have that story in a book? Because I'm a pretty good storyteller, as you haven't sold a half daily book. So I put together a book called Stand Up, Speak Up, and Win, and I tripled my income in one year. I said, this isn't a New York Times bestseller. It's not an international bestseller, but it's my bestseller. And almost everybody in the audience bought it at $10 each. I was just doing little itty-bitty audiences, 6, 20, 100 people at a time. And I signed every one of them, and it was so exciting. I sold 20,000 copies, made $200,000 at $10 a book, and I was in heaven. I thought I'd died and gone to heaven because I was doing what I want. 
that's what I'm saying to all the people that are hanging on by their fingernails, all the people that you said want to be an entrepreneur. All you got to do is figure out what is it you want to do, solve a problem that it fixes something and is going to do it at a vast profit because you can't afford in these times to be less than totally solidly profitable. And if you're, it, then it, one last thing, it, it's always the quantity of service plus the quality with a positive mental attitude. You got to think positive. They'll get you unlimited, unlimited compensation. Mm. And do, do you think it's possible chatting to somebody else about this recently, Alan Barrett, who's um, CEO of Grenade, which is meant to be a sports nutrition bar, meant to be the, the UK's next billion dollar company. And I was saying to Alan, do you think it's possible to succeed without a positive mindset? And I'd love to ask you both that question because I know like Crystal, you're a life coach as well. Um, and obviously Mark, you've got a hell of a lot of experience in that regard, but, but both of you, what, what, what are your thoughts? And have you seen examples of that in life as well? Right. No, I don't think it's possible to succeed without a positive mindset because really you're, you become a magnet for what you're thinking and for what you're saying and what your beliefs are. You literally become a magnet. You are creating the architecture. Okay. And you're going to fill that architecture in by what you're thinking, what you're believing, what you're saying, what you're proclaiming. And if it's all negative, you see that people who do that all the time, you know, nothing's ever going to work out, complain, complain, complain. Victim, the victim mentality, you know, this has all happened to me. Everything's out of my control. When you believe everything's out of your control, it will, your life will seem like everything is out of control. And it's, it's not the truth. Well, what I tell people as a transformational life coach is, you know, we all look at life out there and it appears like life is just coming at us. Right. And we're kind of ducking and dodging and just trying to keep the balls up in the air. But that's not the reality. The reality is your life experience is created right here inside of you. And so if you don't take time with yourself, deliberate time to ask yourself the questions that will reveal the things that are truly in your heart and then positively affirm all of the actions and beliefs going forward, you're just going to let whatever's coming at you create what, what you're getting. So you have a choice here. You get to create it deliberately or it's created randomly by just reacting to what's happening out there. It's such an important distinction, I think, um, mm -hmm. for everybody to realize, yeah. And when it comes to asking the questions, um, the way you talk about it in, in the book as well, do you think it's different for everybody in that to, to start with, do you, would you ask a question? Uh, yourself would you ask to your friends would you to your god whichever god that that might be um do you think it's different for everybody or do you do you do you think there's a specific way of going about that and, and talk about it in the book well it can be different for everybody one of the suggestions we make remember ask yourself ask others ask god if you want to ask god you say god what's your destiny for me god what's your destiny for me god what's your destiny for me and be ready if you do it a couple, 101 times before you go to sleep at night, be ready with paper and pen because in the morning you're going to wake up at 2.58 or something and write down the yeah. answer. Tell your spouse or sweetheart, hey, I'm going to wake up probably in the middle of the night because that's what Mark and Crystal said would happen. <laughs> and write down that thing, but write it in detail, whatever is said, because your subconscious never sleeps. And then what Crystal was saying about positivity is that your mind and and 
now there's a brain, which is the inventory, and a mind which can think, and a mind which is attached with God is a mainframe computer. You and I are many frames, so to speak, off the mainframe. But it's always broadcasting, and it's always sending. So what Crystal was saying is, you asked the question, do you need to be positive? If you're sending out positive, you're going to get positive feedback. Like, I wrote a positive book about how to become a millionaire, and people like you read it, and then they said, hey, wait a second, not only can I do it, but I can do a podcast to get millions of millionaires in Europe, which, by the way, I'm cheering you on. I, I congratulate you. I hope you get a lot of people to read my books, your book, and, and listen to all of the podcasts. But Thanks. it's there for everybody. There's a million ways to make a million, and everybody can do it for the first time in human history. Mm. And what you say to those who would be listening and or watching this, who say don't believe in the power of the universe, of, of some kind of you know elusive intervention, um, what, what would you say to those kind of naysayers and, and doubtful people out there? Well, you know, it's such a good question, Alex. In the in the book, we talk about how to prepare to become a good asker. And the first part of that preparation is belief. So you do have to believe that, first of all, that you deserve an answer. Okay, that goes back to the worthiness part. And believe that your answer is out there somewhere for you. And when people say, well, how do I believe? I don't know if I believe. I don't know if I believe in God or universe or all this energy. I just say... Suspend your disbelief, okay? Just live in wonder. Because obviously you cannot explain how a baby can start out as, you know, a little seed and, you know, grow to this miraculous, amazing human being and then be filled with this light and spirit and come into the world with this individual, beautiful identity. Okay, that's something beyond explanation. There are, there's so much beauty in the universe beyond that defies explanation, right? And so it's, it's much easier for me to believe that there is, you know, a benevolent, beautiful force creator of love and all good things. We see it every day in our lives. We feel it in each other. We're all filled with that spirit. So all I'm saying is try to just live in wonder and suspend your disbelief. And really, really approach it that way with, with an open heart. Um, I realize that this life takes faith. I mean, honestly, this, is, this life is nothing if, if it's not a faith walk, right? But yeah. everything in this life takes faith. I mean, if I'm going to go get in this big, you know, two-ton vehicle and scream down the freeway, that, that takes faith that it's all going to turn out okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> everything we do takes a little bit of faith. And um, I think you have to realize that, you know, and I, I just experienced this so deeply myself, like true spiritual wonders in my life. And so has Mark, very, very deep spiritual wonders that have guided me and protected me. And I think the more you suspend your disbelief and say, OK, I can't explain everything, God, what what I don't understand what you are. How could we? We're just human, right? Um, I think people disbelieve because they, they, you know, someone's tried to define, put God in some little box for them. And it's like, this is what you have to believe. But yeah. what if you just, you know, suspend your disbelief and say, I want to know everything you are. Help me try to understand. I never will. I'll never understand in this lifetime the magnitude of God and God's perfect universe and this universal accounting system that, that allows us to express something and all of a sudden you see it magnetized back to yourself. 
that's happened to us again and again and again. You know, you start focusing on something and all of a sudden it's like, it starts showing up in your life. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. It's funny, I, I never used to believe, you know, any of that stuff. And then my, my wife literally just said to me, you've literally got a red bat phone that goes straight to the universe. She said, everything that you ask for, you get. And when you kind of then, you know, retrace your footsteps over the last couple of years, it's literally just like, wow, you're right. <laughs> Unbelievable. It really is super interesting. Um, and I thought, you know, and, and I know you both got would have a great example for this, but maybe to share with our, with our listeners, could you both give an example of how asking changed things for the better for, for both of you? Well, I'll go first. Uh, I went through a horrific divorce. And so I said, well, what would I like if I, because I, I, I like being pair bonded in a, in a love relationship and I wanted at least a soulmate that was honest and all that. So I wrote down uh, six, 267 attributes, qualities, characteristics, and values. Our values had to be exactly the same. We had to spiritually be aligned. We, she had to want to travel because I've traveled a quarter million miles a year up until this thing happened for 44 years. So it's not like I haven't been on the road a lot, right? Yeah. And loved it and had a good time and have literally friends like you all over the world and in a lot of different countries and, and don't want to stop. So it turned out I never told her until after we got married, but I, I say that you write a goal and you don't cross off like I get the milk, I got the eggs, I got the butter. You write down victory in God's highest color, purple, and 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 she was 267 I perfect things out of 267. So when two candles are lit and they're put together, the flame jumps fourfold. It's called synergy, the behavioral systems. And what's true is that we aren't only uh, soulmates, we are twin flames. In other words, she was my bucket list, but it was because I knew exactly what I wanted. I wrote yeah, it. Yeah. I obviously talked to God about it, and miraculously, she showed up, and we can go deeper if you need to, but I'll let her answer first. Amazing. So, you know, I think one of the most profound uh, experiences, like life pivots that I've had, was when I was very young, actually, Alex. I was one of those kids who found high school to be very easy, so I accelerated my curriculum, and I graduated from high school at age 16, and wow. uh, married a guy five years older than me. <laughs> Not a great life plan, right? But I thought I knew everything and I'm gonna go take on the world and my parents were getting a divorce so I was gonna show them how to, how to be married <laughs> to my boyfriend. <laughs> so um, anyhow, not surprisingly, a couple years later, I'm divorced, I'm in a new city all by myself with a baby on my hip, no idea how I'm gonna support myself. No family, no friends around. So. I did, the first thing I could think of was to apply for food stamps, which I did. And I remember standing at the grocery store line that first time that I was going to exchange my groceries for those food stamps. And all of a sudden, I had this epiphany. It was like a, a, a white light shining on my head. And this question dropped into my mind. And it was, how did you get here? Followed by a second question. That was, are you really doing everything you can to get out of this situation? Or are you taking the easy way out? And I knew the second my mind asked me that question, I knew the answer. I knew I wasn't doing everything I could. I was taking the easy way out and I didn't like it. And so all the, I, this all happened in a nanosecond where by the time I was turning those food stamps over to the cashier, I was saying to myself, this will not be my future. I had so much conviction inside and I went home and I, I, I don't, I never even used the, the rest of the food stamps. I threw them away. 
And right. I said, so I'm not doing that ever again. Um, I don't like it. I don't like the way it feels. So I started asking questions. And that's when I learned the power of questions because I did not have any answers, but all mm-hmm. I had were questions. So I was saying to myself, you know, what, what job could I take? What, how could I start working tomorrow? How can I make money tomorrow? So I'd heard about these temporary service agencies. We call them Kelly girls, you know, Kelly agencies. I call them up, fill out the paperwork. They start calling you right away for all these temp jobs. And then I realized I started doing some different work, you know, working for attorneys and working at sales conven- conventions, doing sales and things like that. And then I realized you could, there were several of those agencies. So I signed up for three of them. So I'd get a better choice of jobs. And I started really enjoying it. But more than that, I started learning a lot about myself. And that was, I really love business. I love sales and I love working with people. And I, at that point, I decided to put myself through real estate school, became a licensed realtor. And um, in the meantime, a couple of people had approached me and said, you need to do some modeling. So I approached one of our agencies and asked them to sign me. And they did. It was the largest agency in our, in our town. And um, I ended up doing some television commercials that went national. So you end up getting, you have to join the Screen Actors Guild. And I ended up getting all this. Ah, wow. Yeah. So uh, literally a year and a half from the time that I was turning those food stamps over to the cashier, I was now working for the top home builder in my, in our Valley. I became the number one realtor and I had great insurance benefits, like the best because screen actors guild, you know, it's union. Mm. Um, So for myself and my baby, and I often reflected back um, about that life pivot, what caused that, you know, Mm. and just that moment of truth where I was able to ask myself those tough questions but also, I think more importantly, be honest with yourself about the answer. You know, answer yeah. yourself honestly, because sometimes you have to be your own parent. Okay. You have to give yourself that tough love and say, hey, am I doing the best I can right now? No, I'm not. And that's what I told myself. And thank God I did, because it just completely revectored my life and, you know, just kept going straight up from there. And, and in a short, relatively short period of time, like you say, like 18 months or something like that, literally turned it around. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, um, for people um, who have really enjoyed this conversation, um, where can they get their hands on your book? Um, and I'm assuming the easiest way is probably Amazon in in the UK, I mean, our podcast now, I'm blessed to say, goes out in 146 countries, which I would like to visit 146. I'm a little bit behind you guys. But, um, yeah, where would be the best place people could find out about it and also connect with you both as well? Okay, so we'd love everyone to get it. At, if, if your bookstore's available, and you can get it, get it there. But otherwise, you can get it on Amazon almost instantly, electronically or auditorially. And um, then we want you to go to askthebookclub.com. It's free. And we're going to have a, a monthly interview with us trying to help everyone become masters of asking so they fulfill their life and manifest their full destiny. And I'll do mine and then she can do her. Just go to markvictorhanson.com and I've got a free book there for you. I've got videos for you to watch. And, and my website is crystalvisionlife.com. And there is a free resource there too. Um, Purge Messy Thinking, which is a really valuable audio right now. It's a guided visualization one for people who are struggling so grab that and then please connect with us on social media. I am Crystal Dwyer Hansen. I know it's kind of a tongue twister. Um, and of course, Mark Victor Hansen. 
I found you both equally, so, you know. <laughs> and then the only other thing, Alex, is that we were just on a podcast and a guy said, look, the book has helped me so much. I want every one of you to buy 10 of these and find somebody that's depressed, despondent, disconsolate, or even suicidal and give them the book. And it's probably going to save their life. And, and I got goosebumps, which in, in, you know, chicken soup books, that means corroboration of truth, God bumps, chili bumps, goosebumps, and <laughs> behavioral change. And I thought, oh my gosh. And that started what's happening. And that's why I said we got lightning in a bottle, I think, for a second time. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I think gifting a, a book, um, which is something I do, again, um, the, the last book I read was called The One Thing by Gary Keller, and that, and that really resonated with me, and I gifted that to, to a few people. Yeah, Gary's a dear friend and a good student of mine. He said he's he? Williams with me. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I think it's really powerful for people listening, people watching, to be able to, to gift somebody a, a book and, and obviously, you know, having... First book I ever read in this space was um, from myself when I started on my entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial journey 11 years ago to the day today. So um, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. And um, I thought that's the cool thing that you said you're going to do. So every month you're going to jump on and do a Q&A to support people who are reading the book. That's a great idea. Right. It's like a book club. You know, we thought, why not have a discussion, right? I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, listen, I've taken up too much of your time already. I've run over. I always run over. Um, but look, thank you so much. I've sent a LinkedIn request to you both as well. We'd love to um, stay in touch and find out how uh, we can help more spread uh, spread the word of all the good work that you're both doing. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, you very much, Alex. Wonderful. Have a great day over there. Take care. So that was one of those interviews, of course, where I could talk about a gazillion <laughs> one things um, that came out of it because I could have talked to them both for hours. Before I do, let me just point in the direction of Podpreneur, my Facebook group, where I've just launched uh, a whole week of free live training. So for any of you who have made this year the year that you wanted to create and launch your own podcast and for whatever reason haven't got around to it yet, then now is the time to join Podpreneur, my Facebook group, to learn how to do it. And also, um, those of you who are interested in taking it further, I've been working away, beavering away on a brand new podcasting course, Ultimate Podcast Mastery, and my brand new coaching one-to-one uh, -one coaching service as well. So I've got a number of people we're working with at the moment in launching spectacularly successful podcasts, top 20 all around the world, uh, students of mine. So head on over to podpreneur.co.uk for more information. So look, love chatting to, to Mark and Crystal from their home in Scottsdale in Arizona. They'd normally be traveling, something that is missing from my life at the moment as well. Um, but look, a couple of things I want to touch on here. Asking a question, the what, the when, the where, the why, the how of things is the key to finding what you're looking for. It's important to retain the ability of being curious to move on through life. 100% agree with that. And, you know, for those of you who've got kids, you can see that on a daily basis, the questions that people ask, that kids ask, um, 
if those of you who haven't got kids, you know, if you can remember back, you know, I always tell people when they're learning to create a, a podcast and struggling with what with knowing what to talk about or any content creation, just say, think back to when you were a kid, when you were an 11 year old kid or a 15 year old kid. What were you excited about? What were you curious about? What were you passionate about? What questions were you asking? I think it's a great place to start. It really is. And for me, you know, I answer questions in my Podpreneur Facebook group every week and people always preface their questions with, this might sound like a stupid question. Well, look, I don't think there is a stupid question. If you're thinking it, that means at least one other person out there is thinking the same question. So never be afraid to ask. And maybe you've had a bad experience of a teacher possibly putting you down and don't just mean a school teacher, but you know, a coach, whatever, for asking a question and, and it they told you it sounded stupid. But believe you me, there are no stupid questions out there. And the channels in which we need to learn to ask you know, asking within yourself, you know, do you spend time? I was just listening to a podcast with Jay Shetty by, um, in the happy place podcast with Fern Cotton, actually great podcasts. And another one with Wim Hof, who I love as well. I'd love to get them both on this show. I love all three of them on the show, but spending time with yourself to ask those questions with yourself. Do you do that? You know, do you practice mindfulness? Do you meditate? Do you spend time on your own without your phone, without any electronic devices, without a book, without TV? Just thinking, spending time with yourself. I love, I'm a social animal. I love spending time with people, but equally, I love time on my own. I don't feel the need to be around people all the time like others do. So asking within yourself, Asking others and asking God or the universe, whatever you believe in, is key. And, you know, I wholly subscribe. I don't know what you think, uh, that you you are a magnet to what you're thinking, whatever you're saying, what your beliefs are. And I've seen this proved time and time again. My wife always says to me that I'm a magnet. Whatever I put out there comes back in spades. So I need to keep thinking the positive thoughts because I've had a great couple of months. It's tough Earlier in the year, I don't know anyone, you know, who didn't have a tough period, even those businesses that were doing really, really well, the entrepreneurs I spoke to on the show that were doing really well, um, they've still had to shelve a lot of their plans for this year and change things around. Um, you know, it's never a straight curve. It's never easy. So look, hope you enjoyed that interview. Um, super excited to speak to people like that. Absolute legends. Um, I hope to bring you more people like that. Mark and Crystal have recommended uh, a few people to me, which I'm super generous about. And um, yeah, let me know what you think. Simply scroll down what you're doing now, click write a review and let me know. I'll give you a shout out on the show. If you do, I promise you that if you just scroll down, click write a review, it's the easiest way to get my attention, the easiest way um, to to contact me because I'm I, I get a notification for that. Um, always looking for that as well. And why you know I think it's a great way for you to give me your feedback as well. Um, shout out to Dodge Woodall, the eventful entrepreneur podcast who left me a review uh, to say amazing to think Alex has done 276 episodes. Consistency always wins in business. Keep up the good content five gold stars. 
Thank you, Dodge. Much appreciated. Great podcast to check out. The Eventful Entrepreneur is Dodge's podcast um, featuring guests from the event industry that he has interviewed. So thank you for your time. Appreciate it as always. Um, As I mentioned earlier, head on over to Podpreneur, my Facebook group, for more information on the live trainings uh, that I've just done in that group and that I regularly do my AAA Ask Alex Anything when it comes to podcasting, entrepreneurship, business every week. If you'd like to learn how to launch and grow your own number one rated podcast like this with zero experience, zero knowledge, and zero tech skills, come and join me at ultimatepodcastmastery.com where I've just launched for a limited number of people a brand new podcast membership course. So you'll get access to my Ultimate Podcast Mastery membership course. You'll get my digital workbook my progress sheet, my launch checklist, and all of the nitty-gritty cheat sheets, templates, and scripts the Podpreneur way. You'll also get weekly live Q&A with me, exclusive WhatsApp group chat, and entry to my private Facebook group, as well as access to all my past interviews and trainings with special guests as well. This is available for a limited time for a limited number of people. So once it's gone, it's gone. But if you'd like to learn how to do exactly what I'm doing now, then I'll show you how. Head on over to ultimatepodcastmastery.com. If you found value in this free podcast, all I ask is that you tell somebody else about it. You don't have to leave a review or write a post on social tagging me in the screw it, just do it hashtag. But if you do, I promise to give you a shout out on a future episode and you have my eternal thanks. I'm at Alex Chisnell on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook, plus at Alexander Chisnell on Instagram. Alongside the screw it, just do it Facebook page. This houses the screw it, just do it community and has the most up-to-date information on all things Screw It, Just Do It, including all of our live events. I love hearing from you. If you either message me on LinkedIn or email alex at screwitjustdoit.org, I promise to reply. Just give me a little time. Lastly, and if you're looking for investment, I wanted to give a mention to Draper Esprit, a publicly listed VC fund that invests in high growth European tech companies with global ambitions. The portfolio includes companies like Revolut, UiPath, Kazoo, Graphcore, Trustpilot, Isai, Revelin, Aircore, and many, many other top European tech companies. Draper Esprit writes checks of five to 50 million pounds and they focus on sectors like consumer, fintech, health tech, deep tech, enterprise and SaaS. Their investment team has an incredible depth of experience both as operators and investors that helps businesses scale globally. So if this sounds like the sort of investor you want to work with, get in touch with them at draperesprit.com. That's D-R-A-P-E-R-E sprit.com. Make the future, make it better, make it happen.